if we were in England, she would be the leader of Her Majesty's opposition. <laughs> I'm speaking to Gwen Graham. It is a pleasure to have the former U.S. representative on. How are you? Well, under the circumstances, I'm doing very well, Peter. We're, we're all in this together. So just uh, taking it a day at, at a time. And, and by the way, what day of the week is it? It's all starting to really run together. <laughs> it's go back. Like I'm, I'm trying to, I noticed that Ella and Michelle are kind of sleeping in a little bit later each day. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, um, enough with the snuggles. You guys got to get dressed. You know, hey, I, I'm all for sleeping in. I have no issue with that. I'm I'm very much a nighttime person. So if everyone could just switch their life to starting at around 10 and then go until 10 at night, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> so when Michelle and I first started dating or no, when we first started talking to each other, her rule was that she took no phone calls before 10 a.m. And that like and like I thought she was joking for a little while and I would call and she's like, hey, buddy, I don't know what you're like missing here. Like, don't call me before 10. And I'm like, okay. But then, so she started doing Charlie's, you know, this is the 2010 run and, you know, stuff would break in the morning and I would have to right. call her. I'm like, listen, uh, Michelle, I know you told me not to call you, but it's seven uh, 15 and um, Marco Rubio just said, Charlie is. And so, you know, she's right. like, I, I don't care what he did. Don't call me before 10. And so she stuck by that for most of our dating and then marriage. But now she's she's she has she's not on sunburn time, but she has right. definitely moved to um, my schedule. I was thinking about you. Um, I hope you last... think about me all the time, Peter, don't you? Just constant. <laughs> just constant. 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 Well, this is the worst kind of crisis for you because you can't hug anybody and you can't do anything. <laughs> that you normally would do because you rise to the occasion whenever your community needs it. I, uh, I believe you were like the leader of your local red cross. You are just, you're born for with more empathy than the next hundred people put together. I can't imagine how frustrated you must be right now and not being able to get out there and, and do more. Well, you're 100% right, and I've been um, trying to find ways that I can help. And last week, I spent the week at a middle school here in Tallahassee, and it was like coming home for me because I don't know if you know, but before I ran for Congress, I was working at the Leon County School District. And so many of the people that were there working with me to provide food to kids and families that would otherwise not have food during this trying time I wanted to reach out to them and hug them, and it was very difficult. We got pretty good at the elbow bump, but it's still very challenging to have folks who are used to being in very close quarters stand six feet apart from each other. It's, um, it's, it is something that people are finding very challenging to do. I think they – I just saw a study that the Big Bend area got a D or an F in social distancing, which um, uh, doesn't surprise me, but uh, – we all need to do better with that if we choose to go outside. It is. Um, I, I'm definitely not like I will say like and maybe maybe is it a privilege thing, but I just basically I don't have to leave the house. And so I'm not going to and I, I'm not really in a in a high risk category, but it's like, I don't know if Boris Johnson can get it, if, if uh, no. Prince Charles can get it like 
I just don't even want to mess with it. I, you know, Andy Cohen got it. I mean, well, well, I just, Peter, I will tell you that this 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 virus is far more effect, infectious than people are aware. Uh, it's very easily spread, and you're being very smart. And I am trying my best to only go out when there are things I absolutely need to do. For instance, a couple weeks ago, my parents, who are living in an active living community in Gainesville, they desperately need help. I mean, there's lots of things that they need to get from the outside world. And so I made the decision that I would go down and spent the day, went out shopping for them, called friends who have parents in Gainesville and asked them if there was anything I could do for their parents. But now I was planning on going back down. My mom's birthday is on Saturday and the facility is now on lockdown. No, no, no. no family members are even allowed to go in and my parents, my mother was hoping that I could bring her birthday dinner from Outback Steakhouse. So that is no longer going to happen. But I'm glad for it. I, I mean, Alachua County, Gainesville has had a significant outbreak, one of the largest per population in the state. And so I'm glad that they're being extra careful in in communities, retirement communities where there's majority elderly people. Uh, it could be devastating. I mean, we're seeing it now in some of the nursing homes in South Florida again. One of my reporters uh, who's based in um, Gainesville, uh, we are 98% certain that he contracted it um, and was just basically told to go home, uh, that there was right. really nothing because he's, he's young and there's not much that they can do. Um, and so, but he was, he kind of filled me in that like, yeah, Alachua did have a, a pretty high you know, propensity for this. In fact, I think right. one of the scary things that we're going to see, and our Scott Powers had an article up on this yesterday that's kind of our most trafficked article. Yes, Broward and Miami-Dade are the big caseloads, but the infection rate per 1,000 is very high in places like Sumter County, in the villages, etc. Right. And when it gets there, uh, and it's going to get there, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be really bad. Well, I don't know. I'm sure you you follow my Twitter every day, Peter. It's probably something you look forward to from morning to night. But I, I have been tweeting about a thermometer that is able to predict um, infectious conditions across our country based on fever in the area. And this thermometer um, was predicting that Florida was going to have one of the most significant outbreaks based on the level of fevers around the March 20th timeframe. And uh, I'm afraid that we are facing a pretty significant outbreak, a very significant outbreak. I don't want to scare people, but I do want people to uh, not be lulled to a sense of complacency that this isn't going to be as bad as we think it's going to be. I would rather prepare for the worst and then hope for the best. Um, and that's one of the reasons I'm very concerned about what we're doing at a state at the state level uh, to not issue a statewide lockdown. I mean, here's the reality. Unless you require people to do what they otherwise would not want to do, they're not going to do it. And we can't have a piecemeal approach to this. We can't have some cities who are on lockdown and others that are not. I mean, Florida, uh, we, unless we're putting a blockade literally around some of the hot zones, which we're not doing, uh, people are going to be moving around and this is so easily transmitted uh, and, and it's transmitted within family pods, essentially. Have you heard about Albany, Georgia? 
I have. I did read about that. Oh, it's just tragic. I read about it on your Twitter feed, which I never stopped reading. Apparently, well, see, there you go. There you I, go. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and I and there's another article today about Albany where someone came into Albany, Georgia, for a funeral, and it has devastated a couple families in that community. And it's a town near and dear to my heart because my family has a. a, a cattle farm there that I've been going to since I was a very little girl. And so I love Albany, Georgia. It just breaks my heart what's going on there. And they don't have the health care. I mean, this is just, they, they can't, they can't handle it. So uh, sadly, Florida, I think is facing significant cases, significant. We're, we're over 5,000 now. Is that correct? As of last night, like 5,700. Yes, it's increasing um, by has the, about 900 cases per 24 I, hours right now. Exactly, which is which is um, very significant rise and spike in the number of cases. And have you heard? I have not seen the morning um, uh, report from Healthy Florida. Have you? I I, I just had reclicked it and I had not seen yeah. it. Um, so so we we you know we we are facing something that okay so um, actually as we speak um yeah i mean just so that you know like so we're up it's up to 6338 so we're 634 overnight um with another 57 hospitalized and uh another six dead wow well look i am assuming that many people feel like i dislike governor desantis that is far from the case i do not dislike governor desantis (laughs) What I would expect from Governor DeSantis at this point uh, would have been um, uh, to to have prepared for this as best as you could. I, I don't think anyone could fully have prepared for this. I recognize that. But at this point, we need to be listening to the doctors and the scientists and doing what they tell us we should be doing. And again, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And we're, we need to put Florida on a statewide lockdown for, for the sake of Floridians. Um, and so that the law enforcement, the first responders can manage this. They, they can't manage something where people are advised to stay at home uh, and people choose not to. And we're seeing whether it's on a beach or whether it's in a church or other locations where people can congregate. We're seeing that people are going to have to be told that they have to stay home and that there will be consequences if you don't stay home. And I really hope that he uh, will at some point in the near future take that step. And I understand how difficult it is, but we need to take that step because if we do not, we're going to be overrun with cases. I saw an article this morning that says that they're predicting that our peak will not occur until May. Um, And that gives us, I'm actually that, that that's kind of scary because May is a long way off. May seems like a long way off right now. But in some ways, that's good news because it gives us time to actually take steps that are going to hopefully decrease the numbers that are being predicted. Yeah, I, I saw that I, same. Uh, we had, I think, we highlighted that almost first because we saw it. It was the University of Washington's uh, yeah, survey. Yeah, and it I is did not saying, see yours. If I had seen yours, well, that's because you never read my stuff. No, Peter, um, I read it your, all the time. No, Are you kidding? You don't, I not only, not only do I problem. read your stuff, I, mean, we, I read, I read <laughs> your stuff. I read Ella's stuff. I read Michelle's stuff. I'm all about the Schwartz family. I told you. you all know. right. Well, we'll let I'm, you. All right. Okay. I'm all we'll, about it. We'll I know. That I, with, uh, the I proverbial grain of salt biscuit. that, um, you know, know, comes with my avocado biscuit. toast every day. Um, let me just tell you, it's kind of, you may think I know I'm a that stalking. you, all right. So 
you bring up a point. Yes, you are a critic of uh, Governor DeSantis's response. I would like to get you to go the opposite way here and say, what is something that you think the state of Florida, led by Governor DeSantis, it doesn't even have to be one of his decisions, but <laughs> what do you think that we're doing? What do you think that we're doing right so far? The pregnant pause. Um, you know what? Is there I think anything? Going, <laughs> what I think is going right is I think that there's a feeling of we're all in this together with Floridians across the state. I think that there are more of us that recognize that we have to do this for the good of our state and the good of our country than are griping about it, um, even though it isn't a whole lot of fun to be staying at home all the time, even though you're right, you and I have got incredible situations. I Last week when I was distributing food to, to families and kids who have no food, I I mean, I couldn't imagine. Can you imagine if you were at home and you had no food in the house and you were told not to go out um, and then you go to the grocery store and you, either it's not there or you can't afford to buy what you need or whatever your challenges are. Hey, look, I, I will say this. I had a long conversation with my dad the other night um, about the situation. I, I want to ask, because like, he hasn't uh, before you before you tell me what he said. I want to also know, did he ever face anything like this? I, just because I don't remember necessarily my history there. So he go ahead. He faced a lot of crises as governor of Florida, but I don't think any governor has ever faced something like this in Florida. Um, and so I, that's what I would say to Ron and, and, and his family and, and Casey. And I know she had a baby recently and, and congratulations to their entire family um, is that I think there would be a lot of goodwill uh, for his, the position that he's in. Um, I would like to see him be more empathetic, more caring, more, uh, aware of the challenges that Floridians are going through and actually articulate that. Maybe I've missed it, Peter, maybe he's doing it. Um, but I see him being pretty businesslike and matter of fact, and I think that's just what he can handle. Um, so, you know, I don't, again, I don't, what I would have liked to have seen, and I don't, and I did not do this. People think, oh, well, Gwen, I don't, I, look, I know that, that they look at my Twitter. I don't think Ron everybody, looks at my Twitter. Gwen, everybody is looking at your Twitter. I mean, let's. Well, I don't know about, I don't know about that, but I know, I don't think Ron DeSantis is because I don't think Ron really, I don't think he's a social media kind of person. I really don't. Um, but I do know his team looks at it. And I wrote him, on, I, I tweeted at him actually on February 25th. Because look, I'm a planner. That's something that's been ingrained in me. You asked about my father. My dad ingrained in me that the way that you make decisions is you plan, you plan out. You know, you're not reactive, you're proactive. And so when I started seeing what was happening in, in China, uh, I, I started to think, well, what are we doing here in Florida to do all that we can to prepare? So on February 25th, I tweeted at Governor DeSantis, what are you doing to prepare Florida? And, of course, I heard nothing back because I know that there's been a lockdown not to respond. Those Republicans that tend to gripe at me, they're not high enough on the food chain to have been told don't respond to Gwen Graham. But um, I, I, um, I really was concerned and, and, and I was correct in my assessment that we needed to be getting Florida ready as much as we could. Now, again, my conversation with my father was about that very fact because – you know, you look at other states, no, no state was ready for this. Even states that I think had done a lot more before it hit 
the, the, the impact of this is far greater than anyone um, was ready for or that we have the resources to deal with. I mean, so, um, you know, I, I, I think as a leader, what you need to be doing is, is again, planning forward. And in this situation, and I did see your tweet where you were a little critical of me, Peter Schwartz, and I'm okay with it, oh, where boy. you said, where you oh, said <laughs> that you felt like that I was, that you were my friend and you are my friend too. So we're on the same page with that. And I, and I have no issue with people disagreeing with me. And, and whenever so, somebody says, you know, my friend on social media, it's right before they back they, the they, truck. It's right before they, they slam you. Well, right. this was about my comment. And I believe this more today than I did back then, because now I have evidence to prove that every single elected official, including myself, and I'm no longer elected, but, you know, people put me in the politician category, who is not a doctor or a scientist, needs to step away from the damn microphone and the television cameras and let the doctors, let the scientists tell us what we need to be doing. And then if you're in an elected position, you're responsible for your constituents. Listen to them and do what they tell you to do. If nothing else, that gives you cover if you're afraid. And you can always say, well, hey, I made this significant decision because Dr. Fauci told me it was the right thing to do. But right, right now, we are the only state the only state with significant outbreak that's not on a mandatory lockdown. My sister Well, that's lived- because, all right, so you are, you are, don't realize how lucky you are to be in the only state, in the only part of the West, in the only part of the civilized world, really, that has a leader who is not abiding by a lockdown. I mean, yes, the UK, France, Italy, Spain, uh, China, India, New York, California, Illinois, Ohio. You, yes, all of those people. Are you people being sarcastic? Are, are you being sarcastic? Are, <laughs> I just, I, I just, I just don't think you realize it took it took several calls from the governor's office to me for me to realize how lucky I was <laughs> and how I had been phrasing it wrong. Um, uh, and and how, so, let me ask you a question: How many cases did we see? In, what was our increase overnight? Um, <laughs> you know, they will, what, what they have, what they have done is, um, you know, and I, and I, I, I think I will say, I think the turn, there are two, there are two major turning points, I think in this whole thing. Number one, I think Tom Hanks, the night Tom Hanks and the NBA shut down, I think was mm-hmm. when it became a, a true mm-hmm. national issue. I think the mm-hmm. other major day was Sunday night and when Trump had to back pedal mm-hmm. on opening mm-hmm. up for Easter and mm-hmm. everybody got, I guess, ready for the long slog that this is going to be. Um, and, you know, that's why Macy's laid off people yesterday. The newspaper, it's not why, but I think people had been hoping that it was going to break the other way and it didn't. Um, well, and so it hasn't. So when, when is our governor going to do what's right for the people of Florida? And, and I, not enough people are dying. I mean, quite honestly, that's I hate to horrible, say that. Peter. And that's no, I, exactly right. I mean, so when we get the death toll at the end of this, then we're going to, then that's when, uh, will determine that Ron DeSantis did not leave us well during this crisis. I mean, to me, that's that's just a horrible, horrible uh, statement. I mean, and 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 that's why I feel so strongly that leadership is making the hard decisions. It's not easy to shut down a state. I mean, 
people are watching uh, Andrew Cuomo in New York and saying, oh, my gosh, he's uh, he's just phenomenal. But, you know, he has been very honest. By the way, uh, I don't call him Andrew Cuomo. I call him Gwen Graham North. That's all. all. (laughs) Hey, I'll take that. I will take that because it does take caring. And I don't know, you know, what I don't see in Ron is I don't see his, I don't know, the, the, the reality that whether you lost however many people died or whether you lost one. Someone wrote me on my Twitter page the other day that we had only died, only 22 people had died. Right. And I wrote her back and I said, would you feel differently if one of those 22 was your child? Or your husband? Well, and some people, like, I had a lot of friends. Uh, one of my good friends who was actually one of the Republicans who has kind of shifted to our side of the argument uh, on this issue, even though he's a diehard Republican, Anthony Pettacini, um, I had to say to him, I'm like, Anthony, I, I get what you're saying. And I get that, you know, maybe that the cure is worse than the, the virus and all that baloney. Tell that to the 10,000 Italians and Spaniards who have died. At that point, it was something like that, you know, where it was going to. Right, right. And like, they were like, is this for real? And I'm like, is it for real? You got 7,000 dead Italians. Like those people, that many people would not have died. And I remember, I remember when the number was like 500 in Italy. And I said, if Osama bin Corona had killed 500 people in a, town square in Rome, we would be going to war with whatever Islamic country that we wanted to blame for that happening. Um, and we would galvanize the entire, you know, the entire Western world to respond to that. Now we've got 5,000 here, 10,000 here, you know, more mm. coming in the UK. And mm. our reaction is still, it's still less than what it would be if we were going to war with somebody. And it's going to kill a lot more than what... I mean, we're basically going to have two 9-11s in Florida over the next two months. That is what the projections yes. say right now. We're going to yes, have it's over 6, 9-11s in Florida. And so... So, so I know you're being sarcastic. No, Peter, I know you're being sarcastic. But, but again, my question to the governor's office would be, would you be willing to lose one of your family members if locking down the state of Florida would keep your daughter alive or your wife alive or your brother alive or your sister alive? Would you do it? The answer would be yes. So it's extremely selfish that they're not taking this action because it, 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 people are dying who are brothers and sisters and wives and husbands. And, and I'm getting emotional but that's how I feel about it. I, you know, people think that I, and I think you called me this one time that I was angry. I, it, it, to me, this is the state that I love and the people that I love being ill served during one of the most significant crises of any of our lifetime. I mean, think about what we've lived through. You and me, we're, we're similar in age. I think I'm older than you, but, you know, we've lived through 9 11. We've lived through issues and in, in, in challenges for our country that we have been able to face together. We're living through this together. And it's going to take bravery and courage by our elected leaders to, to keep the death toll down as much as possible. And there is not a scientist that I have read who does not believe that the way to do this is to, is to limit community spread. 
and particularly community spread within families. Like, so if, if don't let Michelle do this, but if Michelle went out, yeah. she brought it, she, that's why you stay in with people that, you know, do not have it. And that's why you hunk- never trust women. Right. I you get hunker, it. I, no, I, I hear- trust Michelle. I trust <laughs> Michelle completely. Hey, look, Michelle and I are both horse moms. You know, I mean, I, I, I gotta tell you every time I see biscuit and Ella, I, I, it just brings back so many memories for me because that was exactly what I was doing when I was that young. So anyway, so so look, I mean, I I don't know what it's going to take. I thought actually when Trump announced on Sunday that he was extending and it's not a mandatory, but you know, he was recognizing that this was going to be a much longer issue than he had originally thought we could open back up and everyone was going to go back to church on Easter. So um that that would impact Ron and that he would have cover because I know he's talking to uh, at least someone in the white house. I mean, there's a reason why he went out and got all the chloride medicine the day before the FDA said it could be used for the most urgent of cases. I mean, he's getting information that, that, that only could come from one source. There's a, I think yesterday when he announced that, that he was having the state, the safer at home shut down in South Florida until May 15th. Then he had that phone call at 1130 and, and with, 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 with VP Pence, if not others, there's a reason why he changed the date. I mean, that was not, you know, please, you and I are both, both know how this works. Uh, they changed the date because they got pushback from the White House. Um, there, where, where, by the way, where are Trump's um, properties in South Florida located? In Miami-Dade and Palm Beach County. So, you know, he's got a financial interest in this as, as well. So, um, so anyway, it, it's, I, again. All right. I'm, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just jump in right here because this has turned into, this is a 10 to 15 minute podcast. <laughs> you can cut all this part out. This no, is no, no, no. No, it is. People, I'm so happy to have you on. I would have you on. I could see you and I doing a podcast every day. All it would be is, did you, you would ask me, did I see what you wrote on Twitter? And I would pretend <laughs> that I had it. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm always so brutally honest. My, the fact that I share everything uh, is quite challenging for not only my husband, but for my children. So, uh, but I, I'm, I'm don't hold back. You know, if I ever run for office ever again, I'm going to be, as I said, a Gwen unplugged, you know? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I want, I've asked everybody so that I can kind of wrap this up in a timely fashion. Yeah. Yep. Can I have two or three recommendations? Um, uh-huh on what you're watching, reading, doing, maybe an app or a game, anything like that. Sure. Okay. Uh, And totally doing these because these are passions of mine. I have been, and you and I, this is something we didn't talk about. I have been a fan of Peloton for years. And I, and I recently saw that you and Michelle, because you are, did you get a bike? We did get a bike. um, Okay. And so, we, uh, I did my, so I did my first one the other day. I didn't know you needed the shoes. Uh, just oh, kind of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got on there, like on my regular ones and I'm like, yeah, no. what is the matter with me? And, but I will, I will say, boy, that is going to kick our asses. Like it is, I like, I really enjoyed it. Like the prospect of how much it's going to kick our butts, but our shoes just came last night. So we're Good. both looking forward to it. 
Good. Well, uh, you can find we're now following each other, I believe, uh, on Peloton. So I strongly believe during this time that get exercise, even, you know, be socially distanced, but get outside, get fresh air. Uh, I happen to have been doing Peloton for years. So I'm fortunate I've got I mean, I've got that 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 passion that's been there. And I absolutely love it. If you ever want any advice on anything Peloton related, please call me because I know more than I should know when I'm, when I'm out like at hotels where they have a Peloton bike, people will come up and be looking at it and I'll start just telling them all about it. And they they go, do you work for Peloton? (laughs) No. So that's one thing. I mean, I think reading, reading real books is something that we're so attached to our gadgets and I am as guilty as anyone. Um, and, and looking at, 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 different you know pages instead of reading a real book but i'm a firm believer in getting out a real book and reading um and then you know of course we're all these these series these television shows that are on netflix and others that um you can binge watch we just finished watching uh, ozark which is phenomenal and i hey, we've we, watched the third season or are you we on... finished the third season don't yes. all right don't tell me i'm on i'm season. not gonna tell you i'm not it, it is really good a uh, really good and surprising i've heard that this is a um so i like ozark a lot you want to know here's a real funny story really quick um my poor father who uh i i loved as much as you loved yours um he made many financial mistakes in his life until the point where he just stopped making any financial decisions. But he actually owned six acres in Branson, Missouri. And I want to say he owned it up mm-hmm. until 82, 83, 84. And I think he sold it for like 19 grand. And then <laughs> literally you go to like where that plot of land is now. And I think it's like, you know, some a country music star who I have no idea is like it's like <laughs> right where their theater is, and so I'm like, man, wow! And so I and like I just remember we actually went into the the Missouri Ozarks a lot. I remember I just have this one of my youngest childhood memories. Uh, I couldn't have been more than four or five was being up in uh, Branson and being in a, a creek in the Ozarks, and yeah. it was the first time I had seen clear water. Like, you know, like you grow up in right. the Gulf Beaches, you think all water is like that. And I saw freshwater. So it was, it was right. very pretty. I prefer mountains and freshwater. I know I'm a beach from a beach state, but I really do love mountains and creeks and streams. And um, so, though, you know, I think those are, are, are activities that you can do indoors and outdoors uh, that will take some of this time away. But you know, I think in some ways, and I've, uh, my husband and I were out on a bike ride um, last weekend, and I saw a lot of families out together. And in some ways, I, I, I'm always a silver lining kind of person. I always try to see what's positive in a situation. And, um, you know, we're, we're now reconnecting with the people that are closest to us. I, I was sitting on the couch with my husband last night, and I said, wouldn't it be really bad if we didn't like each other? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I, if we didn't, if we didn't enjoy being together and we were stuck together with no other options. <laughs> no, that's, it's fun. Michelle and I kind of like, like I, I joke with everybody, everybody asks how you're doing. I'm like, well, other than the, you know, complete, you know, economic collapse and um, yeah. all the loss of life, this is like the ideal situation for Michelle and I. We're introverted extroverts 
and we love our child and we really, Mm -hmm. we don't like to stray too far from our, our house. We were house cats. We've Mm -hmm. got a big house. We've set it up, you know, to be kind of like this work from home, learn from home environment. Um, And so we're like, okay, well, you know, we hate the non-traveling. We hate that Ella's Mm -hmm. not getting to do her activities at places, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you know what? Throw us into the briar patch with this one. Um, Okay. This was good. Uh, We will have to have you back on. We'll keep checking in with um, uh, the leader of Her Majesty's opposition from from time to time. Wouldn't it be better for you if if it had that system? I mean, you would get to... You would get to stand up and ask Ron DeSantis uh, questions every week uh, during PMQ, and you would just—that's—that's yeah. that's what you're—that's what you are destined for. As much as you were destined to be a Graham, you're really destined to be a British uh, PM or a MP. And so, um, thank you so much well, for coming I, on today. Well, <laughs> I, I think a healthy dialogue about issues where you disagree with one another is good on both sides. So, um, I. You're right. I would love that that type of, of of a system where you can inquire of the other side as to why in the hell they're making the decision that they're making. Because I got I got one right now for Governor DeSantis. Why are you not shutting down Florida? People are going to die. So, on that note, <laughs> thanks, Gwen Graham. We'll All right, Peter Bye. Schwartz. Take care. Bye bye.